3: And good evening wherever you are in the world. We're back after a really successful year on the pod last year. We thought, why not do it all over again? So if you're back with us, thank you very much for returning. If you're new, then welcome to the first episode of the Writing of Gary Kelly's podcast for the 21-22 season. Just like last season, we'll be bringing you the exclusive interviews with current and ex Leeds players, giving you, the fans, a chance to have your say. And as always, we'll try and keep our feet firmly grounded, which... I think after yesterday's battering, at all traffic, is uh, probably the right way for us to go? So, let's do this. So, let's get it out of the way then, team. An opening game defeat to Manchester United on Saturday. Probably not necessarily like an unexpected result in terms of the loss, but the scoreline and performance did leave quite a lot to be desired. Um, Leeds obviously losing 5-1 in the end. Dare I ask you for your thoughts?
0: I think we had the best... 45 seconds of our lives ever <laughs> when Luke Haylin <when> <laughs> scored, don't you think?
4: Yeah, true. I was I, waiting I'd, for I'd the not,
5: hair to come down.
4: Uh, yeah, I've not really stopped celebrating by the time they scored, actually, <laughs> so <laughs> I think that probably sums it up.
5: Yeah, I was hoping to obviously start off with a positive um, for the first episode, but I think we're all feeling a bit sort of there after yesterday's performance, but um glad to be back talking about Leeds. Obviously it's been a long summer with the the Euros and obviously KP doing well for England. Uh, but yeah going back to yesterday's um result, really disappointing overall. I think I don't think anyone had a good game, to be honest. And um it was always going to be tough going back back there, obviously uh, after what happened last season. And you've seen that they've strengthened over the summer. And overall I don't think anyone can disregard how how well the team they are with the the players they've got on on their squad. Yeah, like I said, nobody had a really good game. I think we usually can count on Dallas to have a decent game if we do come out with a negative result. But um, even yesterday, I just thought he wasn't on it. And um, Robin in the middle of the park didn't have a good game at all. Definitely missed um, Calvin there. And hopefully he'll be back for Everton next week. We can sort of restart and, and start back at Ellen Road with a win.
4: Yeah, I guess it's one of those... Things a few people were a little bit concerned with preseason performances, but you know you could kind of talk yourself out of it by saying, well, we've we've lost in preseason before under Bielsa so quite badly, you know. But just, I don't know, there just seemed something a little bit off with us in preseason. I don't know if anyone watched any games, and I think a lot of that kind of transpired in the Manu game at times, especially the second half where we just completely lost grip of the game in every single aspect, which is you know was kind of like us at the beginning of last season but it looked like we'd got over that back end of last season but it kind of reared its ugly head again didn't it in the second half after ailing scored we were for 20 minutes we were all over the place
0: i'm just glad we've got it out of the way now really i think you know we've got 37 games to go now It's a lot of panic won't there yesterday it was a massive collapse I think Erling was still celebrating in the corner, weren't he, when they bagged number three?
4: It <laughs> might as well have been, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to just talk about Erling's goal. Forget about the rest of the game, to be honest with you. It was amazing, but um, yeah, yeah. I think it was a lesson learned again. Another old Trafford massacre, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. For God's sake, uh, God! I just thought we'd get a result there one day because we just have a terrible, terrible run. I was it's something like seventeen games now since we got a result there in mm-hmm. the league. Sorry, um. So yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, it's wor- is it worrying? I don't know. I think pre-season is always difficult to to gauge how well you're going to do. I think there's a few few of the big boys have struggled in pre-season, but mm-hmm. yeah, we 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 looked at sorts yesterday and, and it annoys me as well because it makes them look good and I don't think they are. I don't think they were that good. I think Pogba as well just absolutely ran ran as ragged and Well, that's Yeah, the I thing
4: think very yeah. just had to- all day didn't he to do whatever he wanted yeah I don't think one player actually got near him for the whole game so and obviously if no one goes in for a tackle or marks him he's going to look like the best player in the world eh? ain't <laughs> he so and that's what we saw uh, Old <laughs> on Saturday didn't we
5: yeah Yeah, I think touching back on pre-season obviously I watched all of the games basically and Obviously, it's tough because you're playing a lot of the under-23s and some of the games with the being quick turnaround, so it's hard to sort of gauge. I don't think we could have looked into it too much, but um, I thought against Villarreal in pre-season, I thought we looked decent. I thought it was probably the best game we've played all pre-season. But again, going back to yesterday, I think obviously in, like, seeing the likes of Greenwood and uh, Somerville on the bench is um, quite promising because I think if when they get the chance, I think they w- will take the opportunity with both hands and the they could sort of turn the game around, and I think I'd have liked to have seen them two on and instead of Costa and Tyler. At the end of the day, I just don't. But still struggling to to find the love for, for them too. So yeah, because you, you want your substitutes to come on and make a difference, and like we saw yesterday, they definitely didn't didn't make that difference that we wanted.
3: Well, just jumping ahead on to that, then there was quite a bit of debate across social and even in our chat yesterday about the subs that we had available: Costa going on for Harrison and Roberts going on for Bamford. It's nothing new for us that we have a shallow squad, but for us it's really tricky because if that starting 11 doesn't perform, there really isn't a lot to turn to on the bench, is there?
4: And I think, especially when you're starting with Rodrigo as well, because obviously he's taking Bamford off Then Rodrigo's gone up at half-time. So, you know, it's Roberts or no one for Bamford, pretty much. Who else plays up front? Um, maybe Greenwood. But even he, I think they're playing in um, a bit deeper, aren't they? So... Yeah, it is limited options and I think that's why there was a bit of a clamour amongst some people that to question why we'd only sign a left-back, which quite rightly we needed in terms of strengthening that midfield. And I think that game probably did showcase the lack of depth. But I guess one man we didn't mention on the bench was Adam Forshaw. So how long is it until he comes back into the fold and you know what's his role going to be? Because... I'll be honest, I can't even remember what his role was before. <laughs> so uh, it'd be interesting.
0: Well I think I think there was a tweet, wasn't there, from like Cole Jordan saying that the um Costa and um Roberts championship players at best, it's difficult not to disagree with him. And even Forshaw, is Adam Forshaw gonna come in and dominate a central midfield in a Premier League side? Top t- if we're aiming for top ten and replicate what we did last season. Is for sure to be that man after having so much time on the sideline, playing that intense week-in, week-out football. Does he need a season in the Championship to get him, get him back mm. to, to, to where he belongs? And I think with Costa and Roberts, yeah, for me, I think you want these young, hungry players to come on, like Somerville and Gellart and Greenwood and Max You know, they're ripping up trees in the under-23s, and you feel like these kids, when they come on, they've got something to prove. No, I think Costa had a chance, didn't he? I know we were 5-1 down, but the ball came out to Costa. It was a good ball on the right from Aileen. He had all the time in the world. He absolutely ballooned it, ballooned it. And I just think, give it one of the kids, they'll be desperate to to impress, especially at Old Trafford away in front of 70-odd thousand or 50-odd thousand, whatever it was in the end at Old Trafford. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting to see that really, that, you know, Wood Roberts... And for sure, and Costa walk into any Premier League team right now? And the answer is probably no. So, yeah, we, it's something we potentially need to look at in the next few games, I think, is give some of these kids
4: a chance. Especially if it's going to be coming off the bench. Obviously, Harrison and Rafinha are a first choice, but it's like you guys said, off the bench, it needs to be players that are going to make an impact. And I think, thinking back to last season, the only time I can think of Costa made a big impact off the bench was the arsenal game when we were what four nil down mm. at half time and he scored and made a goal or something that's the only time i can remember him coming home, off the bench home. it's probably last time yeah and he yeah. started that game didn't he i think so you know we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're counting we're on up, one yeah. hand what costa did last season so you know his time is running out but i guess going back to you know this is what bielsa does he, he'll stick by his senior players and even though roberts is young he's a senior player and probably his eyes and Costa obviously is big money signing you forget I think whilst we'd probably like Somerville to have a go you know I can't see it unless say Costa gets injured or I mean we do have crew in the cup don't we you hope that they're playing that but even then you know I'm sure. going to
0: be so emotional that night you know honestly that number <laughs> well, eight well, yeah out. we're
4: to, thinking of
0: the good times thinking back I oh, know it was number six wasn't it Lee it was yeah surely was. Number six, Cooper took his number. Just going back to Somerville, then, Lucy, is he your new Alioski this season? <laughs> the sound is gone.
5: I know, yeah. I'm still like drowning my sorrows. I like see all the things that he's posting on social media at the minute and oh, he's such a, I just miss him so much <laughs> and even like his antics on the field yesterday. And and the same with Pablo as well. I think Pablo, if he was available and was still there yesterday, I think he have, could have come on and, and made a bit of a difference. But um yeah, Summerville's got bags of talent. I've watched a lot of the under-23s games last season. And I do hope he does get a run out because we don't want to be losing him any like next season if he's not gonna be getting a, a look into the first team. But seeing his name on the bench yesterday obviously gives high hopes that we we hopefully will see him. Hopefully against Crew would be a would be a great test for him, I think. It was weird not bad. seeing
3: Pablo's name on the team sheet, don't you think? Like not seeing him there as our yeah. sub to come on and rescue us when we're five one down. But I guess <laughs> that's the big question in the Obviously, we didn't want to lose 5-1 yesterday and we can pick it apart and we can find fault with pretty much everyone. If it had been 2-1, 3-1, we would have probably walked away and said, you know, fair play, they're a decent side. How much do we need to not be concerned, but how much work is there to be done to make sure that we're getting results against the teams that we should be getting results against without necessarily losing our heads? You know, for a team that is probably going to be challenging for the title at the end of the season.
0: I wouldn't say Manchester United Old Trafford's our fight, you know. I don't think that. I don't think we're we're nowhere near that level. And you get like you said, you lose two one or you draw 2-2-1 each. That's a result for me. I think they're not our fight. I think anyone ten and below is our fight again, just like last season. And I think if we can turn Ellen Road into a bit of a fortress again, obviously we didn't lose to any of the top six at home at all last season. So if we can replicate that, then you know I think that that is for me the. Ultimate aim for us, and I think, yeah, you know, we're disappointed. Of course, we're disappointed. You know, that's that's you know, we've got to say it's our biggest rival, isn't it? And it it hurts, but they're not our fight right now. And we'll we'll if we continue to do what we're doing, then there will be our fight in a couple of seasons' time because we're progressing. But at the moment, yeah, they're too they're too high for to what we're aiming for. We need to just look below the 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 league really for for who we aim at.
4: Probably a good perspective to look at. Really, is you know, as pissed off as you are after that result. You know, they are, they've spent a shed loads of money again attracting top players. They should be winning trophies. You know, they should have won something in the last two years. They haven't, thankfully. But again, they should be competing this season. And like Matt says, don't like losing to them at the best of times. Don't like losing 5 1, but, you know, it's probably best not to overreact. A better gauge of where we are will be next on Saturday when we play Everton, who probably, you know, did finish around where we were and will probably be our table rival as such if form goes into last season so yeah it's um it's hard not to have a bit of a meltdown when you've just been pumped at Old Trafford but I think it is the sensible thing is just try and move on and not think about it like I say think about Ailens goal and <laughs> think of the better times
5: yeah, I think like Matt's right. We need to be obviously picking up these wins against these teams that are below us, and your Southampton's, your Brighton's, and any win against those in the top four is a is a bonus at the end of the day in, in our second season. So we're not going to be up there competing with them top four, but if we manage to pick up a point or even a win against any of them up higher in the table is a, is a bonus at the end of the day. So yeah, as long as we're getting them, putting them good performances in against these lower league sides and those around us, then um, obviously, yeah, like we say, it's disappointing that we lost yesterday because they're a, a long time rival. But um, yeah, hopefully on on Saturday at Ellen Road, we'll, we'll turn it into a fortress and um, hopefully Everton will crumble.
4: <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing that in terms of losing early to a team that's going to be up there anyways, it probably does hone in expectations a little bit, you know, because everyone can get a little bit carried away in one way, thinking we should, because we finished eighth or ninth, I can't remember, that we should be getting into Europe next season. It doesn't work like that every season. You know, we spent a lot of money last season. We've invested in the future a lot. You know, this is a a long-term project as well. So, you know, it's going to take time and obviously we spoke about the young players who are hopefully going to come through this year maybe next year sprinkle that with the off bit of quality that you can of come in that's how you grow to be a better team you know you've just got to establish yourself in the league you know we don't have a right as such to go and win at Old Trafford every season yeah and so yeah it's one of those we just got to try and improve unfortunately I don't think we improved on last season did we at Old Trafford but (laughs) maybe next year.
3: I mean the one improvement was that fans were back so unsurprisingly there was obviously quite a bit of trouble as well whether it's in the city centre before the match the chance about Rashford and Sancho the stupid turkey flags on Munich chance, whatever it was but aside from that it is so good to see fans back in grounds isn't it and just like the videos that you get on social media of people enjoying the day do you think it's going to make quite a big difference for us particularly on Elm Road?
0: I think when you get to a ground and you hear oh, we are late Leeds scum and it's not the fake crowd noise that sky kept pumping out and, it, and for me it, it raised a, a
4: rare smile I was quite happy to see that to be honest with you. I think it's just nice to hear proper fans reactions to you know someone doing a rubbish touch and it going out and you know just everyone chanting at him and just like looking at all the celebrations obviously I, I want that old trafford but um you know just to see some of the celebrations when you went in everyone's been there in a kind of a celebration like that you know exactly how it was bruises everywhere people over seats you know it's just going off and that is kind of what everyone's got to hopefully look forward to on saturday as well you know it's a massive that fans are back and you know i I can't wait to go back and you know we could have lost bloody eleven-one. I still would have been so excited to go back on Saturday you know as I'm sure everyone is.
5: Yeah it's so good to see him back I think um even just hearing obviously the small section of Leeds fans at Old Trafford yesterday it just put, put their fans to shame and he was even watching the Brentford game the night before and the, the panned onto a guy crying and I was just like oh he's probably he might have been through so much through Covid and he's just so glad to be back there even though it was Brentford but obviously can't wait to get back and I think like I said earlier we turn it into a Ellen Road into a fortress and we pick up them wins from home and hopefully it'll it'll help us for the rest of the season
3: one person that was at the game yesterday was uh, our podcast team member Matt Beadle and our other Matt team member caught up with him at the full-time whistle
0: we're joined by our very own Matthew Beadle, who's just leaving Old Trafford. <laughs> Let's try and get your, your thoughts coming out <laughs> of what's just happened.
2: If you sum it up in one word, a bit of a whirlwind really because like, life seemed to peak at eight when Aileen banged that one in top <laughs> corner and then uh, the bodies flying everywhere and I think within about within two minutes we're, uh, we're behind again. And then I don't know I've been saying we have to have, to have a look at not a chance to see any at timings or anything at goals but it all seemed to just happen two, three and four. just seemed to go in one after the other and it was game over, was it? After the third one probably went in.
0: Pretty much, mate. That Luke in 48, 48 minutes it was recorded that, and then what felt like literally five seconds, it was actually
2: yeah, four it, minutes. I, I, it, 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 <laughs> in, what, between second and fourth one?
0: Yeah, so Ehrling oh. were 48 and then it was Greenwood on 52, Fernandez 54, uh, 60 and then 68 for Fred. So, nice. yeah. God mate uh, yeah. you're not even Honestly, picking yourself up are you you are getting no, back to your seat and next thing you know we're falling <laughs> <we're> down
2: <laughs> yeah picked up about, about picked up every uh, every man in his dog that had just uh, thrown themselves cells of its seats and down about five rows and then like you say you you're behind again it was just a bit of a uh, um just a bit of a like I say a bit of a whirlwind and but it was good to be back after 18 months it was a bit sort of I would say emotional, but it just sort of if you felt a bit normal getting back into a ground and stuff with other people and sort of seeing, sort of seeing every, some familiar faces back in grounds in the way end and, and uh, just it was good to be back really and yeah just <laughs> just a massive shame that I think that we just sort of let ourselves down really.
0: Who stood out for you today? Then it, like I know it's difficult now looking back on the result, but you know anyone really stand out in that team for you?
2: Uh, I don't know. I feel like. St- <laughs> Without trying to be too negative, caught, stuck out like a sore thumb, really, in yeah. that yeah. position. And yeah, I just don't think it suited him. I know hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I think me and my dad were saying probably, if you were bringing Furpo on, you probably wanted to get Phillips on at the same time. We don't know how ready he was, but um, you get that goal at 1 1 and trying to count the da- game down a bit. You'd have probably brought Phillips on in that thing, but like I say, we don't really know how ready he was for uh, to, to, to come on, really.
0: I think Phillips was ready. He just won't be Elsa ready, was he?
2: No, I think that's. I think, I think we summed that up before. Before matching his group chat, didn't we? I think you uh, can be ready, but not be Elsa ready, and I think that's what basically was what problem. But yeah, we were sort of saying at one in one in those little seconds, you'd, we'd, you'd have thought uh, we'd you'd have thought we'd have brought him on uh, just to just to sort of calm, calm it down a bit. And uh, like I say, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but it turned turned out to be probably might have been the right choice, but um you can't I don't think they also will be losing sleepless nights over it if, if, if he'll just dust himself off he'll already have his assistance uh he'll have his assistants working out what rafa Benitez has had for his lunch today so <laughs>
0: uh we'll be ready for next week absolutely and I think I was just saying earlier it's good just to get this out of the way now you know 37 games to go no panic button hitting I think you know it's for anything it's just Good to have the occasion back. Good to have yeah, the fans back. Good to have that banter, that rivalry. We all it leads scum. It's been a while since we've heard that. Obviously, it's been all fake crowd noise for the last season and a half. So it's it's good to hear the actual organic, real thing again. So, yeah, we've got a season of that. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there's plenty more football to be played. No need to panic.
2: Definitely, I think
0: um, like you say, just it's good, it's just good to be
2: back in the ground and just hear hear a proper crowd. noise, not. So cause I'm not. I'm not sort of used to watching it in front of telly. So sort of the last eighteen months has been a bit, a bit strange watching it um, on the telly. So sort of getting back today. Um, so I say, regardless of the result, it's it's um, it's just good to be back, really. And uh, I think it'll be a bit, a bit of an emotional one next Saturday, really
0: yeah absolutely absolutely first game at Elland Road uh, back in the Premier League for 17 seasons so yeah it should yeah. be with fans sorry so yeah it should be good a full stadium assess. so yeah it should be, yeah, full it should be a, absolutely yeah, memorable hopefully and hopefully the result will, will match that right Matt okay. top man thanks again uh, sorry it's uh, a bit of a downer and we're <laughs> hoping we're hoping to capture the atmosphere of the fans singing and, and all that coming out but yeah you've got plenty of time this season to do that
2: Hopefully, yeah, we've got, we've got 18 more away games to get. Yeah. Hopefully, so but, uh,
0: hopefully, it we'll, we won't be long before any getting away with. Fingers crossed. Cheers, Matt. Yeah, cheers. Hi, I'm Johnny Allison.
1: I'm a big fan of the Writing the Gary Kellys podcast.
3: So we've introduced a chance for you guys to support us this season by becoming a Writing the Gary Kellys patron member. For as little as £2 a month, you can help support the work we do and make sure that we can continue to bring you our podcast series and our in-depth online articles about the football club that we all love.
0: That's good, Vic. Two quid, you can't even buy a decent cup of coffee for that these days. Come to think of it, did you see Birmingham City Football Club? They're selling chips and a cheese slice for four quid.
3: Absolutely criminal. For £3 a month... You can also get early access to this podcast before it goes on general release and come and join us for a monthly Q&A and talk all things leads plus much, much more.
5: Not forgetting for £5 a month, you can get to join us for a Q&A, early access to episodes, a live recording of each podcast and you'll also get the chance to join us on the show as one of our loyal members.
3: I tell you what, that's not bad at all, is it? the best thing about us setting up as a membership is that we'll be delivering you an ad-free podcast and you don't hear that very often these days it's our unique selling point so becoming one of those patron members helps fund what we do it helps continue to deliver this podcast and you never know we could even share some cheesy chicks together before the end of the season
4: i guess you've summed it up perfectly we go ad free so we don't spoil your listening experience with legal advice and ball trimmers sounds like a good deal to me
3: head over to patreon.com forward slash r-i-t-g-k to become a member today So ignoring the result against them on the wrong side of the Penn Islands yesterday and the not so brilliant pre-season, the fact we've only made one addition to the senior team, um,
5: what are you all expecting from this season? For me, I guess, I think it's just finishing anywhere around where we finished last season, I think would be a, a good season for us. I think inside that top 10 still, obviously I'd like a few more uh, additions before the, uh, the end of the transfer window, but um, I've not heard a lot of rumours going round about that. But um, yeah, like I said earlier, just picking up those wins against them bottom sides in the table and getting the odd point and, and result against those above us. I think anywhere around we finish that season is going to be a good season at the end of the day. And I think we're, we're quite capable taking out the result that we had yesterday. I think, yeah, finishing around anywhere around there would it, be successful.
4: For me, I think staying in the league, priority. And just finish as high up as possible. You know, I think I think we'll do very well to finish higher than what we did last season. But, you know, I wouldn't rule it out either. But I think um, for me, it's just being able to enjoy this season pretty much. You know, watching the Bielsa team live, you know, it's going to have its ups and downs. Obviously, we've already seen that. But I think, you know, if we can, as long as we can build on last season in terms of Maybe bring through some more young players, and hopefully, if we don't improve in league position, you know, keep it around the same. I think that has to be seen as a success, and you know, there's no reason why we can't finish in the top half again. I just hope that you know we can just enjoy it all season and you know have a few good wins on the way.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with the guys. Being, would you like to see us bring in strength in which areas, or do you think we time to give the other 23s a a shot like we were
4: chatting about earlier. Judging by Robin Cox's performance at Kim Calvin's role yesterday, thinking we could do with someone that can do that role half decent. But yeah, another central midfielder for me, probably someone who's a box to box midfielder. Because again, are we expecting Click to play 38 games this season? You know, I think um, whilst I don't think he was terrible at Old Trafford, you know, I think on big p- bigger pitches. I think he does get caught a little bit sometimes in getting up and down it. So, you know, we're probably lacking that really, that box-to-box midfielder or, you know, an attacking midfielder. And So, yeah, that's probably what I'd, um, I'd like to come in. I don't know if anyone else has got any different ideas.
5: No, I think I agree. I think midfield looks not weak, but um, it, there's definitely room for improvement there with the amount of space we were given, especially yesterday's game, the amount of space we were giving him. And like you say, we're going to let Click play all... Thirty odd games this season. It's going to be tough. Like obviously he struggled last season. He looked like he was coming back into some sort of form over pre season, and then it's hard because when you look at who we've got replacement Bamford wise, it's it's tough because you've got the likes of Rodrigo, but obviously he's been starting, and I'd like to see Rodrigo come on for Bamford if we ever need to take Bamford off, but then. It leaves us short again, um, especially that midfield. I thought yesterday was particularly weak, especially with well, especially without Calvin there as well. But we need to be making sure we can play these games even if Calvin is out because he he's he's known for picking up the odd injury or the odd red card, and we we know that we can play without him. Um, but yeah, it was a massive miss yesterday. So I think hopefully strengthening in that midfield position with someone stronger than Robin in a replacement for Calvin I think yeah definitely someone that we need to to look at bringing in
3: we are definitely still too reliant on Calvin but I think we're also really reliant on Bamford and there's so much pressure for him to perform the same way this season and like you say if if we're starting with Rodrigo he's not then able to come on as an impact sub we know that Bielsa has faith in Roberts and we've got youngsters coming through that are probably going to do a job for us but There's a little plug for a client here, I'm not getting paid, but the Skybet Fan Hope survey that they've just run, uh, a striker was actually the priority for like 75% of Leeds fans, even more so than a left-back, which really, really surprised me. And whether that's just because we kind of knew that a left-back was probably going to come in regardless, or we know that Dallas can do a fairly decent shift at left-back and actually we don't have, you know, another 10, 15 goals a season striker that we can bring in if Bamford's having a blip. So I I do think that is something to watch this season. If he goes a few games without a goal, I think he can it can soon get into his head.
4: Yeah, and I think that I think that goes back to me wanting a a midfielder as such to make Rodrigo that replacement for Bamford if it does go cold for him. You know, because you know during all pre-season, I think you know Rodrigo was playing behind Bamford. So and like Lucy said, if you can't bring him on, otherwise if Bamford goes, to which then it falls to Roberts as so the you know, your main striker. So, yeah, it's interesting that um I always saw Rodrigo as the second striker or, you know, the person with Bamford. But I guess if you look at where Rodrigo's playing this season, what you're saying is, right, Vic, that we don't have another striker pretty much um, if Bamford goes cold. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a weird one, Matt. It's, um, it's an interesting poll, actually, because I wouldn't have said striker, but I can completely understand it in a way if you're thinking through that logic. Do you reckon it's his beard?
3: He'd had a trim for yesterday, hadn't he? It didn't do anything.
0: Honestly, it. look like a, a phone's for you. A phone's for you. Beard, to be <laughs> 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 He's
3: just trying something new for the summer.
0: Hi, I'm Don Matteo, and when I'm sat in the rock bar having a pine, there's nothing better than reading and listening to Rides in the GaryKellys.com.
3: Going to speak to Joe Wainman now as part of our fans corner feature for this week um, let's have a chat with him about what he thought of yesterday's performance against Manchester United and the season ahead
1: um, yeah I mean yesterday look it, it, it wasn't great I think a lot's to be said it, what, what I didn't understand is that Bielsa said it was improvement from last season which I don't think this is probably the first time I've disagreed with him like completely because he told me Cock had a good game which he didn't and he told me it was better than last season which it was not for me. Anyway, you know, I think the, the thing that frustrated me as well and it may be lost in translation but he said that Cock was willing, Cock was determined. Like, that's not enough. That's not enough for me. There, there, you did well, mate. Do you know what I mean? That's not enough. And I'm not calling out the big man. I love him. Do you know what I mean? Of course I do. But I just think it was all wrong yesterday. If Calvin's on, no, I'm not saying... Because rightly so, people have said to me, well, Calvin played when we lost 6-2. So your argument's flawed. Okay, that's fair enough. But I just look at, at, at Calvin's performance at Ellen Road, and he pocketed Bruno. He absolutely pocketed him. And the people saying is <laughs> devoid of blame or he had a good game. The man he was marking scored a hat-trick. <laughs> That tells me that's not a good game, you know. I even think, like, people were talking about Luke Hayland was our only shining light, and I think they got their, their, their maybe their eyes glazed by the goal because Pogba ran the show from the left. Admittedly, he came inside, but the left's Luke and, and Rafa's side. Um, it was just disjointed all over the pitch. I think what I found strange as well, if Fairpool is good enough, he's fit enough to play 45 minutes at that pace starting, He should have started him uh, because Rodrigo. And I've been thinking about this now. Like, all, all stats aren't we? have been pushing it for a while. and I don't agree with everything they say. Like, you know, we can't all agree. But they made a point quite some time ago that maybe Rodrigo was bought at the time because this is Spain's number nine. He's a top quality player and he's available at a cut-down price. We can't turn this offer down. It's too good to turn down. Do you know what I mean? It's too good to be true. So they so they make that move. When in actual fact, if you strip it back, and I hope I'm wrong, was he really fit? That's that's my thing. Does he really fit? I want him to have an amazing season. If it for me, if you're going to use him, use him in the number nine and compete him with Bamford. I just don't think it works as a as a not the midfield. Like Click was on his own, the poor guy man for about fifteen minutes, like trying to do something. But but like, <laughs> Rodrigo and were all over the shop. We, they all were. Don't get me wrong, they all were. It's just hard to stomach the fact that we've conceded. 11 goals in two games at our biggest rival. That's the most frustrating thing. It's against them. Do you know what I mean? And look, well, I'm not being too damn big. We know as Leeds United fans, we have to accept this. Sometimes this will happen playing Bielsa Ball. We've seen it happen in the past. It may happen again. Over the course of the season, we'll be totally fine. The last time we got beat 6-2, we won the next two and didn't concede a goal. So it is what it is. It swings and roundabouts. I just think the frustrating thing is obviously the rhetoric then comes from the meeting with second season syndrome or he needs to change it up, he needs to tighten up. We had the same BS last season and we finished ninth. You know, so it's just, it's hard to stomach because we were all so, so up for it because it was then on the opening day and it went, it went belly up, didn't it?
0: But, you dust yourself down And you go again Don't you That's, that's it Joe That's that's, just, that's what oh, That's what I'm waiting for that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah waiting.
1: No,
0: Sorry That was the not <laughs> they? It? switched off <laughs> Right He's let it all out now That's it I think we're all I think we've all done it It's a good therapy session This you know I think we all benefit from it We all come into it Piss off Fuming You know We were absolutely raging We all come on this point Let all our frustration off And then it's like We go again We go again <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope there's a bounce back so in terms of the, the season ahead then Joe you know but do you think do you think we'll improve on, on last season's night finish or do you think it's going to be a tough I'm, I'm, end I'm, this year for us
1: yeah I'm saying no Matt and that's not just because like genuinely this isn't born out of yesterday's results genuinely it's not I've been trying to temper expectation when I do my live streams not that I have any impact but the small people that do come maybe I can try and impact them a little bit but like my point is a lot of people are expecting Europe the reality is everyone else has improved it was always going to be tougher the big the big thing for me is the top four last season were woeful really if you, okay City was amazing but they started rubbish Chelsea were in ninth when Lampard went Liverpool were rubbish Man United couldn't win at home. But guess what? They still all ended up in the top four. Yeah, So the fact that these teams have now gone up a notch, we've seen all the signings they're making, not just them, but other teams around us, it means that the 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 level of the division goes up another level, which means we'll, we'll face tougher opposition. There is a case of that, that teams are aware of what Leeds United bring now, but of course, Bielsa said, we also know them more. However, yesterday they chose that, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. So I, I think we need to temper expectation anyway, because genuinely, the way we finished the season, you would think, listen, if we get some bodies in here, we could make a real onslaught. We've not had the window we all expected. I think, if we're being honest, I think we expected more, Um just a left-back in at the moment, even though we saw Brian, it's still not going to get new European football. But the realisation is, because I think that was the next step, you know, I had a conversation with someone on Twitter that told me, why should we take Conor Gallagher because we're improving our rivals, players? And I stripped out, I was like, you mean rival as in, like, rival? no, you meant rival in league position. And I was like, yo, they just won the Champions League. We're nowhere near the Champions League. Slow down, like, it's just our second season back in the Premier League. And I think that that's what we have to remember is, it's our second season back. Like, don't don't sweat it. There are a lot worse of teams than us. I'm not concerned. We could finish around the same place we did last season, and that would be a massive plus for me. Yesterday, look, I I said anywhere from between eighth, ninth, down to 14th, mid-table. That's where we're at at this moment in time, and that would that. Would, but that could soon change. We could get a couple of bodies in the door, and and you know. You know, bealg works. I mean, you can never really call it <laughs> the, the sobering thing. I don't know if you guys seen this. Did you see the League United Memories thing? It was put out. Did you not see it? So, uh, in the in the season, yeah, 90, yeah, yeah, in the season nineteen eighty eighty one, right? Or it might have been the year before. We finished now. We were then promised uh, a host of signings, and we signed one player. <laughs> we played. We played Swansea on the opening day, right? Uh, on TV and got battered 5-1 one of their players scored a hat-trick and the next game we were due to play was Everton <laughs> and that season we got relegated <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. Oh,
0: that let's we'll not be- sound like that don't, don't sound like that for the end of this
1: season.
0: <laughs> if it does happen, oh, then
1: we know where to come back. Me to... Least memories. <laughs> <I> <laughs> think, yeah. But that no, we'll be all right. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be totally fine. Second season, man, it is what it is. It's mad because my thought, genuinely, I thought we would have got Europe last season in our first season, as, first season as opposed to our second, just because the division wasn't that great last year, really. When you strip it back. However, if you look at the business, I mean, City have just bought Greenleaf, probably get Cain, Chelsea have brought yeah. in Lukaku, Man United have brought in Sancho, Varane, you know, Liverpool will get some bodies in. And then you look at what Villa's done, Leicester have done. There's already set six, six spots. Do you know what I mean? There's only...
0: Europe's a bit too far. If we get it, it'd be amazing. But it's a little bit too far ahead of it. Look at Arsenal as well, Joe. Sure, you know, they spent £50 million on Ben White and. People were criticising why we can't spend £50 million, But, you know, remember last time we spent over the odds and what happened to us and long it took us to come back. So, you've got to be careful. And we were saying earlier about likes of Manchester United and they're not our fight, really. It would be nice to get a result, but they're not our fight. Take them at home. You know, we didn't lose to any of the top six last season. Yeah. At home's our fortress. And having fans back is our fortress. It's it's going to be key for us because we're our players. And I've got to improve and use it as a 12th man or the pressure's going to get to them and that's going to be the key for us i think this season because Mm -hmm. playing at ellen road when the fans are on your back and you're not performing well is a tough place to play and we've seen some good players crumble under that so I'm, i'm hopeful it's our 12th man but every other club's got that as well and that's that extra bit where last season could we have gone better and done better and I think we dropped some good points last year, didn't we? When we looked at the like Palace and Brighton's and Wolves, you know, it's West Ham's—they eh, were frustrating results. So, yeah, it's going to be completely different. I think this season is the prim- you're in the Premier League now. This is yeah, it. Yeah, you've got the full package, haven't you? Yeah. You've got your hundred million pound players. You've got your seventy thousand mm-hmm. fans. This is this is the Premier League now. This is the the pressure cooker, isn't it? Yeah, of
1: course, mate. Bang on the money. I think for me, I cannot wait
0: for Everton. Like the atmosphere, I
1: think it could border on that that derby playoff semi-final atmosphere I think it could because it's been so long maybe not as much obviously that was under the lights kind of vibe three o'clock kick-off but I still think it's a lot of people to get a little bit roundy it's going to be balancing come kick-off I can't wait for it and I do think it'll have a positive effect Um, I I hate to bring him up but Chris Wilder got it right when he said he thought a lot of teams last season got away with not going to Welland Road and I think there's a lot in that I, I even still think that game against City when we drew one all at home, if the fans were in there, we win that game. I think we win that game, you know. And it'd be interesting to see some of these um, elite players come and play in the Nellon Road atmosphere. It's uh, it's one of the last proper football grounds, especially in the top flight anyway. So yeah, they'll soon get soon get a shot, but like you say, it, could, it can go both ways, can't it? Because my, the last thing I want is like, pampered to miss a few and I know what people it never happens in this it never happens in the stadium as such, but I don't know, it's when you go out for a I smoke or wherever and people are and I you can't be with that stuff. Because we've not had to deal with it for a while, have we? So yeah, I, and all the all Liam Liam Coops as well, that's another one in it. So it's just uh constantly but It'll be uh. Imagine Rafini not play in front of the fans. No, I think it's it's, 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 it's going to be amazing. What an occasion Saturday's going to be as well. I like, honestly, I can't wait. And I think, I think we win the next two. I do. I, I I think we win the next two. Six points from nine. I know five one. It's hard to take, but six points from nine going into the international break. And we've got Liverpool. Bang! let's go again, another top side And hopefully we can get a result this time Yeah, and and by then as well I'm hopeful that we have two bodies in the door And they have that international break To get fully up to speed And then bam, we're away uh, Against Liverpool, you know, and we we beat them But yeah, I, I do fully expect Six points from the next two Against Everton and Burnley, I do.
4: Historically, that's what we've done, isn't it? That's what we did yeah. last season. You know, we we were good at bouncing back, and you know, so if we don't, then that is, you know, the concerns there. But like you said, I think I think we'll be we'll bounce back positively, and you know, uh, if anything, losing five one probably does reinforce that need that not to rest on your laurels with the squad. You know, always try and improve if you can. If anything's out there, go do it. But yeah, I think. Um, I it pretty much echoed our thoughts in terms of Saturday, different kettle of fish in front of our own fans, it's going to be providing we don't concede in the first minute, you know, I think it be, should be alright Yeah we will be man, I think look, get Lewis O'Brien in, I think that'll get done this week,
1: I think the result like you say will, will make them act I think it will make them act I think Lewis O'Brien will come in they'll come to an agreement on that figure and then hopefully another you know, opportunity presents itself. I personally would love Kent, I think he would be great because he can play anywhere across the front three behind the Bamford. Um, and he's got that bite about him, he's got that bite about him. I just look at him on a football pitch and think he's like Rafinha, man, they're just angry men. I think that's Leeds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's a Leeds player. That is, I look at Kent and think you're a Leeds player. You are, you might get through red cards. smacking, regards, smacking it. Scott Brown's
0: probably making exactly. that <laughs> that's what <laughs> 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 thanks for coming on Jo see you yeah. later, see you yes, later.
3: this season we uh, we've fired up the fantasy official premier league again uh, there's 974 of you currently in the league which is pretty mental let's see if we can get that to over a thousand in the next week or so um, but what we've done is just given a bit of a shout out to those of you who have had the best start this weekend which is absolutely not me because I think I've got about 30 points which is horrendous uh so currently in third place we've got Wreckit Ralph, managed by Daniel Hooper on 106 points. In second place we've got your wizard Harry, managed by Harry Keller, on 107 points. And currently in first place we've got Scott Hallboys, managed by Jamie Parsons on 110 points. Where are you guys up this week?
4: Well, I didn't I didn't do very well yesterday, but I think I think I've done all right today because I've had three players that have scored today. Obviously, it hinders me because I refuse to have any Man U players in my team. That's what I've so, done. So when yeah, Fernandez goes and pings an trick against you, you're f***ed, <laughs> aren't you? <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm buzzing. I broke the, the top 950, so I'm currently 904 <laughs> on week one. Starting <laughs>
3: <laughs> in the
5: season as you mean to go
3: on,
0: Matt. That's it. I had a terrible season last year. <laughs>
5: Yeah, just the 40 points for me. I don't understand these people that get over hundred. It's just it's just mad. I think the highest I've ever had is about 50. So I've not done too bad, I should say, compared to last season. But um, yeah, just the 40 points for me. <laughs>
4: just triple can- captain that- Rafinha next week or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's it. And, and, and like Vicky said,
0: you know, we, we want to try and get over a 1,000 and there's still time. So our lead code is KL4FZ0. Nice and easy. KL4, FZ0. Still time to join. Get us to 1,000.
3: Is there an incentive to join that or is it just the respect of winning the league?
0: There is, actually. If you come top of our league, we'll we'll send the winner a Leeds United gift store voucher.
3: There you go. Get involved, people. Right. It wouldn't be a Right in the Gary Kelly's podcast without a good old game of Guest Who. So we're going to wrap up the first episode back with, uh, with three clues. Buzzer's still not being fixed. Matt's obviously not put his hand in his pocket over the summer break. So if you know the answer, just shout out your names.
0: We need some Patreon members. So if you want to become (laughs) a writer guy Kelly's member to not pay for it.
3: Sponsor the guest who buzzer for next week's show.
0: We are ad free, so if you want an ad free pod, you know, become a member.
4: Can I just ask if we're keeping scores this season? I'd like to to. Obviously that's yeah. a call
3: for you, yeah, okay, right. Yeah, I
4: mean, I'm saying this like I won last year when I think I got one right, but you know, I, I, this might motivate me. Right, I'm yeah.
0: keeping score. Is there an incentive, Vic, for the, for the, <laughs> for the season for this?
3: Well, I've got two uh, GKFT <laughs> named season <laughs> shirts. <laughs> I'll sign it and send it. i special over <laughs> of this? Right, clue number What did you one. get in
0: your special boxes, Vic?
3: Uh, literally just the shirt and a little card that said, that pretended it was from Andrea, saying, thank you for your support. And literally, I, you I don't think so. Downstairs. I'm still downstairs. I've not even brought them up here yet. You're, You're getting right. framed. <laughs> <laughs> number one. This player played for Leeds United from 1989
0: to 1995.
3: <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't just go for my usual 17-18 season players, because I think we've gone through most of the squad already, so...
0: But now it's down to about 752 players. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mm. I'm also going to give 18. you time. I'm going to give you times on the clues this year.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah. You
0: can have, like, 20
3: seconds per clue. 89 to 95, played for
0: 89 tonight. Yeah, five seconds on clue of one. No, what's the hazard, I guess? Do we not get a, a bonus clue with, with that? No. Is, just, is that just a standard...
3: No, if you want want me to keep score this season and be all official, then no extra clues, I'm afraid. It's
0: getting VAR out next, which has been
4: pretty good so far in week one. It's
3: definitely improved, definitely improved. Just general refereeing has been quite decent this
4: season. Tyler Roberts should have had a penalty, though. (laughs) So, yeah, refer that upstairs, should have had a penalty.
3: (laughs) Right, clue number two definitely gives you more of an advantage on this one. So, this player is only five foot six. Matt. Go for it.
0: Rod Wallace.
3: Incorrect. You are out of this round. 10 Am
0: seconds. W-
4: very good on Hanks. <laughs>
0: that was such a good guess as well. That's such a good guess.
3: Not a good guess if it's wrong.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim. Gordon Strachan, tall. Okay. Dan Gordon Strachan.
3: You in there, the last second with Gordon Strachan.
4: He's only gone and done it. Oh my <laughs> God! <gosh>.
3: Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and but... struck. You know what?
4: I was thinking him on the first one, but I thought no, let's not jump the gun. And then with a height one came, I was like, I have no idea how tall Gordon striking is. But I remember seeing him next to Gary McAllister one time, and he, he did look quite small, didn't he? So it's quite small. Yeah. yeah. I mean, clue number three,
3: naturally, for this weekend, is that he played for both us and
0: manchester united so right oh, that's a good one and he's current a celtic um what's he call it called he's with celtic is in some sort of um role and obviously with dundee so he's in trouble but rod wallace five foot seven <laughs> <laughs> some extra points
4: for you all right dan's one up for the
3: season
4: so you guys need to be
3: uh, doing your research ahead of next weekend
4: wanted to hear about 89 so,
0: to 95 how are you going to do were you actually going to say Gordon Strachan then
4: with 89 to 95 Well, I thought it, I was just thinking in the midfielders and just thinking if, 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 the more fa- you know some of the more famous players and um but I didn't know when Strachan joined I knew he left around 95 89 but, <laughs> I, no no I thought was, I thought I like and like um, this so I was like mm, but maybe I'm wrong which I was so.
3: <laughs> right that's us for episode one of the new season all done thank you so much for joining us despite the defeat it's brilliant to be back and of course it's amazing to see fans back in the ground roll on next weekend against Everton we'll speak to you then